You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making waves. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. Uh, we're going to start here in about uh, two minutes. Uh, real quick, listen, welcome to the Shiprock 2024 Artist Q&A. We appreciate you guys all being here. We hope you had a fantastic time today at the beach and in town and whatever you did. Even if you stayed on the ship, we hope you guys took time to relax and uh, rest up for your last night of Shiprock 2024. I know. It's, uh, time? It's okay. We'll get through it. Anyway, uh, listen, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to basically allow you guys open up the floor to ask questions to our artists who are coming here tonight. Um, but do us all a favor, guys. Just trying to keep it about music and, and things of that nature, touring and whatnot. Just leave the personal stuff alone. Um, we want to definitely want to make everyone feel comfortable and uh, welcome. So um, if you guys are ready, we're going to go ahead and start this. Also, raise your hand, uh, and we'll come over to you, and we'll try to get as many as we can. Uh, I'm Chad, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, Justin. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, too. Um, we hope you guys have had a chance to check out all these artist bands. It's been a terrific week for music, and uh, they're a huge part of it. And uh, we hope you guys enjoyed what they did, and, well, they're going to talk about it now. So uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to just randomly bring them up here. So if we could have uh, Jesse from Kill Switch Engage. Woo! You ready, bud? We're going to bring him to the stage here. And then let's have uh, Johnny from uh, Highly Suspect. Why don't we go ahead and bring up Brandon Yegley from Crowbot, my man. Let's have uh, Daniela from uh, The Warning. Cullen from Sleep Theory. And then Luna from Luna Aura. Thank you all for being here. We really appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for just putting on some great performances this week. Um, it's been awesome. So thank you. Uh, I'm going to start uh, with a question. In hindsight, when you guys began your career, is there something now that you wish you would have done when you started? Thinking. <laughs> Saved money. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say open up Saved like a Roth money. IRA or yeah. something. Yeah. Think about the future at least a tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe realize that headbanging will take a toll on our neck eventually. Yes. Yep. Not actually right about ex-girlfriends. <laughs> So finances, health, and uh, emotional health. Yeah. All right. I think emotional health is a big one, though, for sure. I back that. 
We're going to get this uh, real quick, guys. So if you have questions for the guys, this is about you guys answering them questions. Again, raise your hand real quick, and we'll get to you, okay? I got one here from Chrissy. Chrissy, this one's, uh, <clears throat> this one's for Johnny. Hi. Nice to meet all of you. You're amazing artists. Um, I've had the pleasure of listening to your music on the cruise, which I've never heard before, so it's been amazing. This is uh, me and my daughter's like bonding time, and actually we bonded over, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, I'm sorry, Holly Suspect songs, which... You know, we're big fans. We named, I, I've told the band at the meet and greet that we named our river house. We have a house on the Chesapeake Bay, San Antonio. So maybe I get a little bit more background on that song. How did you come up with it? Um, you know, a little history on it. Um, you know, I grew up on the East Coast and I wanted to move to California. I grew up watching Baywatch and all this, you know, different shit. And uh, just wanted to move to California. And uh, I put that song out into the universe before that actually happened and then I, I you know I think that helped manifest that but otherwise yeah the lyrics are pretty pretty self-explanatory I feel like on that one so thank you and that's also crazy that you named your house Serotonia that's great <laughs> <laughs> alright guys I got one here from Michelle it's for every one of you hello it's for everyone um, what's your most favorite song to play live I guess I'll start on this end, and we'll go down the line. Um, mine is just barely breathing off while I was just breathing. It's our l longer song, and it's an existential song about existence. That's probably my favorite to play live. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, it's not Lydia. Not human either. I like to play Serotonin. I like to play Wolf. Uh, but m most of all, I like to play, and this goes probably for all of us here, but whenever you make a new album, uh, it's always exciting to play what the people haven't heard yet. So at current, I'm really enjoying the songs that we have not released. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, is it's always the new shit. Uh, you know, because I feel like when we write, it's always a snapshot of where you are at that moment in time. And you're kind of, you know, festering in that moment in time. So uh, we had the pleasure of uh, just performing one of our new songs for the first time here on Ship Rocked. So uh, that's Ancient Druid Crown. We're getting back to the old lore and, and mystical side of, of the band. So uh, that makes my, my soul happy. I'm totally going to piggyback on your guys' answer. New stuff is awesome. We're in rehearsals right now for new music that's coming out for our band. Um, but right now in our set, our closing song is my favorite. It's called Evolve. And my sister, Pau, on the drums just lets out this scream, which I adore. So yeah, that's probably it for me. Um, currently, uh, my favorite song to perform is our song Gone or Stayin'. Um, it's a pretty good mix between R&B and uh, rock. So, you know, it's fun to mess with all the guys because that's the one uh, that the ladies seem to enjoy a lot. So uh, it's pretty fun. It's a good mix between playing slow and going into rock. But to be original, <laughs> playing the new stuff is pretty fun. We have a song called Stuck in My Head which is a pretty good song. It's pretty poppy. It's pretty fun. So we enjoy that one, too. Um, I, I like, like, just like you, I like playing the last song in my set. It's very high energy. It's got Rage Against the Machine vibes. 
And I feel like I'm two different people uh, every day. I'm my normal self, like right now. And then when I get on stage, I get to be the asshole that I actually want to be. <laughs> so I get to just tell people like, fuck off and don't tell me what to do. And uh, so that's why I like that song. Hell yeah. I got a question from EJ from Houston, Texas. Hi guys, thank y'all for being on the boat. It's been awesome. Uh, to caveat to what they asked, what's the one you don't like to play? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah, I already said it. So. <laughs> It'd be the last song for me. Cause I, if it were up to me, I'd live on this stage. Damn. How am I supposed to follow that? I know. Mic drop. You We're done. done. You, you Bye. Um, no, I like playing every song, but I'm going to say the hardest one to play is definitely the first one because you're just getting, you know, warmed up. But after that, you're just like, let's get it. I, um, I, <laughs> I mean, I really don't have a song that I don't like performing. There's a, there's some songs that, um, that we're still working on writing, I guess you could say, that are not my favorite uh, songs that we have currently. But I mean, all the songs that we have out that we perform, I, I truly love performing all of them. So I don't, I don't have an answer for that one. Sorry. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm, I'm a smaller artist too, so I haven't gotten to play mine that much. So any second I can play anything that I write, I'm stoked on. Yeah. I'm the bitter old guy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Hey guys, I got one here from Drew from Cincinnati. Cool. Thank you. Thank you all for being here as well. As, uh, like I said, this is for everybody. I was just wondering what type of hobbies you guys have to pass on the road or at home or both to kind of get you through the day. I really enjoy um, cycling. I take a bike with me on the tour bus and I get away and try to do at least 10, 12 miles a day. Um, and I also love playing Zelda on my Switch. <laughs> Um, I like to ride dirt bikes and I like to play with my dog. It's pretty basic shit, but yeah. I like to spend time with my daughter and I like to read and I like to, uh, like to meditate. I think it's very important. It's you know, one thing we forget about to do. And, and uh, there's a profound statement that I was, was told. It said, uh, <clears throat> someone said, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to meditate. Um, and, and the rebuttal to that is, well, then you should probably meditate twice as much as the average person. I love to sleep. Backed. Any second I can. No, I'm kidding. I mean, yes, but I yoga whenever I can, especially, you know, center myself, especially on tour with there's a lot of emotions, a lot of things going on, uh, and I remember to eat and do everything that I have to do. And also I'm a big reader as well. So, yeah. I, um, I'm a big gamer. So I play a lot of uh, Overwatch, Apex, uh, things of that sort. But when I'm not gaming, I like to spend my time in the mountains. I uh, go do a lot of kayaking, a lot of hiking, a lot of in the sticks, man. I just like to be out in nature. If, I, if there's a tree around, I'm somewhere near it so I enjoy all that um, I don't like nature no <laughs> no I do I don't know if you can tell but I don't get outside that much pretty white 
but I, I do like to cook. I'm a, it's something that I would like to just like go to school for even at some point in my life just because I have a passion for it. But um, I also like to sew and reimagine Goodwill stuff. That's what I do on my free time. And I like to smoke weed. That's it. Yes. We got a question from Megan from Fort Wayne, India. What you got? Um, well, first of all, thank you guys all for being here. This has been an amazing week. Um, one of the things I personally love about Shiprocked is getting to experience uh, new bands that I haven't experienced before. Who are some bands that you guys think that more people should know about? I, um, I recently, the guys that were following you guys around, uh, Silly Goose is pretty sick. And um, the band that was with them, Post Profit, I think yeah. is pretty sick. So Silly Goose and Post Profit would be the two bands I'd say you guys should definitely check out. And I'm going to represent all my Latin Americans and just uh, Mexican rock, man. All right. But right now I'm going to highlight one uh, band from Argentina. They are amazing. They're called Eruca Sativa. I can spell it out for you later. Um, but um, they're insane. They're a power trio. They rock super hard, and they're very good friends of ours. So I would say them. Totally check them out. I like a band, uh, All Them Witches. I uh, love that band. They're, they're really doing some crazy shit every record. Um, they bring a lot of influences um, that they wear on their sleeves. So I'm, I'm, I'm really into that band, for sure. Should I go? Um, I played with a band a long time ago in Phoenix named Dinosaur Pileup. And they were badass, and I love them. So yeah, I think more people should listen to them, for sure. Uh, they've been around for a while, but I feel like a lot of people are biting off of them and have created a whole different genre of music. But I don't think they get the respect they deserve. It's a band called Horror, H-0-9-9-0-9. And if you don't know what they're doing, they mix punk, hip-hop, grime. They don't have a genre. They're one of the most amazing live bands you'll ever see. And there's a lot of young cats biting off them. So check them out. They're incredible. I guess I've just seen a lot of bands on this boat that I wasn't as aware of before. Uh, the Warning, you guys are fucking incredible. Um, Agreed. I got to watch Cassiette, and she was fucking amazing. Um, Tiger Cub, who I do know, but they're amazing. Dead Poet Society is amazing. Uh, Crowbot ripped the other night. I think you probably know this guy. Um, yeah, every, everybody on this boat has kind of been, you know, blowing me away. I think it's a lot of good music this year, so thankful to witness it. Oh, and Them Dirty Roses, that Southern Rock. Yeah, yeah, check them out if you haven't checked them out. All right, here's one from uh, Metal Melissa from New Jersey. Hey, guys. Um, so excluding the debacle of Jamaica, you can't talk about that. <laughs> I want to know um, what is your biggest surprise or aha compared to what you thought Shiprock was going to be like for you compared to like now that you're here for the week? Like what is the biggest surprise of the week that you've had so far? And that's for everybody. For, for me, right off the bat, no hesitation, is the community that has been created through this. Um, I spent the past two nights, not last night as much because I was really tired of the set, but the 
two nights before that, going out and just going to the bars and mingling and not hiding and just, you know, being around people. And some of the stories I heard about just past ship rocks and the relationships that are formed and marriages that have been formed and friendships that have been formed through ship rock was really cool to witness and be a part of and just be around people that you all genuinely love this and it's so obvious it's infectious and i really enjoy that i didn't anticipate that and i'm i feel blessed to to have met some of you people and grateful Um, I didn't anticipate the giant CCTV camera that was right on my balcony because I was just going to tan naked the entire time and smoke cigarettes and get away with it. But there's just a giant fucking camera directly on my balcony. And so I have to find other places to smoke cigarettes and be naked. I also didn't think the pizza would be so good at four in the morning. I got to bring back the Jamaica debacle because I didn't think I was going to get $300 worth of credit. Um, all right. Um, everyone's creativity. Oh, my God. The decorations on your doors and everything that goes into, you know, what you wear for the day and everything. You guys are all friends, and I love it, and you, like, Plan together. I love seeing that. I love seeing that. And I don't think there's something like this in Mexico. So for me, it was just like, whoa. And I love to be part of it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to have lived my first ship rock with all of you guys. Um, I think that I have to piggyback. The community has been pretty freaking awesome. This is my uh, first cruise in general. So I don't know if every cruise has good food like this, um, but I'm a big foodie, so last night they had lobster. I walked down there, and I was like, I'm here for the lobster and lobster only. So they're like, okay, you only get one. I said, bro, give me two. They said, okay. So I ate that lobster, and it was great. So the, the food is great, the community is great, and yeah, the creativity. You guys have some, some interesting things. I saw a dildo hanging from the ceiling. It's crazy. <laughs> They were nice, though. They put a condom on it. It was great. So, it, it's great. Yeah, piggyback off of everyone else. I mean, you guys are definitely down to clown. You're here to have a good time. It feels like a grown-up summer camp in a lot of ways. It's really fucking cool. I was not expecting that. And then on top of it, you know, not that I thought anyone was going to be rude or anything, but just, like, overwhelmingly kind and nice and, you know, I have never felt uncomfortable for one second, so I'm super thankful for that. I'm super happy to be here. I got a question. Do you guys ever get nervous performing in front of any of your peers? And If so, um, can you give us an example of that happening? I personally get more excited when I see my friends and people that I admire side stage. It makes me perform more energetically. Um, I mean, I put it out there every night, but it's so cool when you see somebody side stage that you admire or whatever being there to support you. So it kind of amps the whole thing up for me. Constantly nervous, nervous right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off of Jesse. It's just, it's just cool to, to, to be in a situation to have that, to where you can perform in front of people that you idolize. I mean... My grandmother taught me well. She told me to dress up when you're around royalty. So, you know, 
Uh, I will oblige. What a charmer. Um, I don't think... I'm going to say a mix of both words. It's like nervous and excitement, like a little bit of nervous excitement going on there. Um, and what I would get nervous on, though, is like in the talking part. Let's say, like, hey, because my Spanish would come on. And it was just like, oh, how do I speak English? But other than that, it's very exciting. Uh, I Most of the time, my brain is just empty. I, you know, I just, I just do, you know. I don't think much. I just I just show up and do it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I never really get nervous about much. Um, my parents always tell me I don't really show much emotion when it's like exciting things. I, you know, I just I just show up and just do the thing. So, damn. Okay, <laughs> it's like that. No, I'm I'm like perpetually nervous. So yeah, I'm I'm always nervous whether my friends are there or new people. I think I get more nervous when it's a smaller group of people than when it's a larger group because then it's like you can just black it out. You're like it's a sea of people. But yeah, I always get nervous just because I think um, I just genuinely want to do a good job and and be good at what I do. So I think naturally that brings nerves. All right, we have a question back here from uh, Sue from Illinois. What is the? This is for everyone. What is the first band, rock, blues, anything, you ever saw live? Maroon 5. <laughs> Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Mine was Typo Negative and Lacuna Coil at the Trocadero in Philadelphia. I can still smell it. <laughs> um... Mine was in Memphis, Tennessee. If I remember correctly, the lineup, it was Asking Alexandria. It was for today. And I think we came as Romans. Okay. Maybe there, maybe it was two different, but I know for a fact I was at the New Daisy Theater. I was like maybe 14, 15. So that was pretty sick. All right, so... I was raised in a very strict religious home. My father is a minister, and I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music, so I was raised on Christian rock. And in 1987, I went to see Petra, a band called Petra. And uh, wow, really? You're clapping? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah it was all right. <laughs> and then I discovered anthrax, and then my whole world changed. And when my parents would go away to prayer group or whatever, my brother and I would play anthrax. And during the parts where you would swear, we would yell and like get so stoked. <laughs> Piggyback on that, Number of the Beast made it into my hands. And uh, Iron Maiden was a huge turning point as well for me. But yeah, Petra. Petra was the first thing. I saw the mamas and the papas at a county fair and... You guys are probably too young to remember that band, but it's uh, <laughs> California Dreaming. It somehow made its way into my music. All right. Well, we have a question from Aaron from Indiana. Hello. Um, I've noticed that I've seen several of you kind of out and about and around and going to other people's shows. I'm just kind of curious for each of you, what has been your favorite show that you've seen on the boat? 
It's not fair to ask that question. <laughs> I'll say this. It's not my... I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was, and, and I don't... It's not usually the type of music I would put on and listen to, but Blackstone, Cherry, I... I was kind of blown away at, it wasn't just the music, but it was the ease at which it was played. And the sim, you can see that those guys grew up together. There was a lot of unspoken energy that I witnessed. And I was just, there's a picture online, you can see it on Instagram. I'm sitting there just cross-legged by the barrier, smiling. And it was just to witness those boys enjoy themselves as much as they did and play pretty much flawlessly. I was blown away by that shit. spent seven years in New York City working at a karaoke bar, and uh, it's been a p real pleasure to watch all of you guys getting fucked up at night doing karaoke. <laughs> Honestly, because you guys do it for the love. Anybody that's up there is not getting paid. They're not, you know, they're just genuinely in love with what's happening, and it's so fun to watch that because that's what music is supposed to be about. So I like the karaoke. <laughs> Yeah, I'll piggyback off the Blackstone Cherry and just everybody on this panel. I mean, wow. Just all the shows. And that's the cool thing about Shiprock is you, there's such an eclectic mix of, of music. Uh, but the one show was Beartooth, and I've seen them quite a few times before. But goddamn, if I didn't cry at the end of that fucking set, I did not expect to cry watching metal. I was like, <laughs> damn. Same. I have such a big admiration for everyone on this stage and everyone on this uh, cruise. Uh, but I have to say, I hurt my neck and lost my voice at the Dead Poet Society concert. <laughs> I enjoy that so much. Uh, last night, I was watching Keith Wallen, and that was pretty sick. Like he is pretty great. If you go check him out. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, everyone is, is amazing and has been incredible. All the shows have been awesome, but Dead Poet Society literally made me shit my pants. So it was so good. And also Dorothy. I saw Dorothy at the deck and it was like sunny and windy and she was so sexy. And, and it was like a spiritual experience watching them play. It was awesome. All right, we have one from uh, Christine from Ohio. Oh, shoot. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. Um, so are there songs that you guys like to try to cover? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you were to cover a song, what would it be? And, like, would you try to make it better than the original? So you, like, see, like, Hailstorm and you see Daughtry, like, combining on separate ways and things. Is that something that you guys would enjoy, is, like, taking a really popular song and making it your own? Or would you not? Um, I I think that you know I was I was I was on TikTok and uh, there's this there's this girl she was doing um, remixing some of the the songs that bands had already done and at the end she was like I'm not trying to say I'm making this song better I'm just putting my my taste on it and uh, I think that if you know we do the bye 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 cover and I enjoy doing that a lot. Um, but if I was to do a cover of a song, another of another band song, um, it'd probably be a, a Linkin Park song. I mean, we we do a lot of we do uh, points of authority sometimes, but um, 
Lincoln Park is probably about one of the the biggest influences for for myself and the guys in the band. But I don't think that I think this as the songs sit, they are perfect the way they are. We've been doing uh, Black Cat by Janet Jackson. Um, I don't know how the hell we came up with that one, but every time I see it on the set list, I'm like, man, I hope I don't sound like a dying black cat out there. That shit's high. <laughs> we covered a song called Send Me an Angel from Real Life, which is an 80s band. Uh, thought it was important to, to make it completely, completely different because when you have a song, I mean, like you guys are saying, most songs are perfect the way they are. So if you're going to cover it, there's no point in trying to do it exactly the same. So we slowed it down by like half the time and tried to make it a completely different song. Um, but yeah, hopefully someday I can do a cover album of other people's music and not get so sad when I sing. Um, I would say my song choice would probably be Don't Speak by No Doubt. Um, and I wouldn't even attempt to try to make that better because it's so incredible. I found the, I believe it was 1996 live video of them performing that and Gwen Stefani's live performance was just something that stuck with me and, and is a huge inspiration for my live show. So that would be something that I would definitely pick as a song to do. Maybe I'll do it one day. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um... We cover Enter Salmon on our set, uh, but what's interesting about this is that our whole band started out as a cover band on YouTube 10 years ago, so it's like, it's insane, and that cover is the one that actually kind of like got us where we are today. Uh, but what is insane about what we did with that is that it was for the Metallica Blacklist album, um, and we did it alongside Alessia Cara, which is like totally different from what we sound. So we did totally rearrange the song to incorporate Alessia sound, our sound, and Metallica. So that was a very interesting, you know, uh, challenge. But we love to, you know, integrate everyone and just like really. Um, I think the most important part of a cover maybe is just like make it genuine to yourself. Even if you change it or not, just like know that your heart is in it and that is, you know, what takes it up a notch, I guess. Um, for me, you guys probably, some of you might know that Holy Diver cover we do, which is great. But I didn't have a part in that, so it's kind of a cover of a cover because I wasn't the original vocalist on that song. So... I've been we've been talking for years about this, but maybe one day we're gonna do Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar and make it metal. And if Killswitch doesn't do it, I'm gonna do it because that song is incredible. Pat Benatar is one of the most badass vocalists from the 80s. And that song just man, I wish I wrote that song. It speaks to me. I've got a question. Aside from the business aspect of things, you know, sales, box offices, receipts, chart positions, what defines success to you? The fans, the love of the fans, and the people who show up to the live show and buy a t-shirt and tell you that they care, that keeps, I'm, I'm sure I can speak for all of us, that keeps us going, uh, that it means everything. The fans, the fans, the fans. Jesse, you absolutely spoke for me. So, yeah, I'm just, I, nothing to add to that. That's perfect. You know, sometimes you get, like, 
this secondhand thing that happens. Um, but hearing that your music has saved someone is just like something that's so heavy and, and I would have never even anticipated that uh, being something that would have, have come into existence. So that to me is, is a success. Like music saved my life. So if I can, in a secondhand way, save someone else's life, that, that I don't need anything else, you know? Um, but, you know, to piggyback off of what these, are, these guys are saying, if I were to get up here and do what I do in spandex without an audience, I'd be <laughs> doing something really fucking weird. <laughs> a lot more weird than what I already do, so. <laughs> yeah, likewise, I think it's all about that connection, you know, um, especially in the live shows where you can see everyone's faces and how they're connecting to the music, they're connecting to each other, they're connecting, like, with the artists on stage as well. And like you said, like music um, speaks and heals part of ourselves that we don't even know. And sometimes we're just experiencing for the first time and getting to know ourselves through our music. So I feel like making music for people to discover who they are and what they need at that moment, that is like the best thing that about our jobs. And I feel like um, that, is what really keeps us going. I spoke for all of us. I'm sorry. I was, but I, yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to put this in the best way that I can put it. Uh, you know, before the music, uh, I worked as an after-school counselor. Um, you know, and I was pretty happy. I think happiness is where you find success. You know, it's not really what you do. It's not where you get and how you do it. I think it's within yourself. If you can find happiness within yourself, you're... I think you're pretty successful. You know, you can't take anything from anyone that's already feel as if they have everything if they're happy. You know, um, you know, I, you know, it's just I'm pretty happy. So <laughs> I think I'm pretty successful in that in that regard. You know, just always be happy. That's where you'll find your success. I went in a circle with that. No, that was great. <laughs> I was over here just like mm, I'm trying my best to put it, it together. <laughs> say it again. No, uh, I 100% agree with that. I think that. I think in life there's a bunch of different metrics for measuring success. It's you know things that you have, or even even with fans, the amount of fans that you have, the the amount of connections that you have with people. I feel like at the end of the day, success to me is being so happy with myself and what I'm doing, and being proud of what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter if there's money that follows that or fans that follow that. I'm happy that I get to be in a place where I get to truly be me. And I think that that inadvertently affects the connection between me and fans, friends, people who show up to support me and all of us. And I think that it intensifies that relationship because when you can go to a show and see someone being unapologetically themselves and so happy, I feel like that can be very contagious. So... Um, that's how I would measure it, I guess. I like your answer better. Yeah, she, you did way better at that. You know what I mean? Man, I tried. <laughs> She's like, let me do this a little better than you, all right? <laughs> all right, we got one from Eric from Colorado. Hey, guys, thanks for being here. It's been a great week, and uh, we couldn't be here or wouldn't be here without you, so thank you. Uh, my question is, and I had to write this down so I didn't forget it, uh, we all have heroes and mentors, and when Jesse said anthrax, I thought of this question. What is it like to perform with or in front of 
a band that you grew up listening to. So, Jesse, I assume you've toured with Anthrax. I mean, what's that like? Yeah, I've toured with Anthrax and Iron Maiden. I'm getting ready to go back out with Iron Maiden uh, again. And I got to tell you, man, there are moments when you... It's, it feels unreal, right? The joy that goes through your body and trying to be present while this whirlwind of things is happening around you. Um, I don't really know how to answer that question except for the fact that I can't even believe that I went as a 15-year-old, no, actually I was much younger, 11-year-old pastor's kid dork in, in the middle of Wisconsin stuck in a farm where I had to work listening to Anthrax is my only savior to get me out of that weird world I was living in, to being pals with those guys and chumming with them and doing many tours. I don't think I'll ever get over that as long as I live. Like If I become one of those old dementia-ridden people, I will tell the story of how I got to tour with Anthrax and Iron Maiden over and over again until I fun fucking finally die. It's just such a pleasure and a joy. I, it's not lost on me. Even just being right here right now where people give a shit what I'm saying is beautiful. Yeah, it's a fucking mind fuck when you're out with your heroes. Um, recently got to go out with a couple of my favorite bands. Uh, one is Muse, and that's one of the reasons I started playing music. The other is Evanescence, and um, I made such great friends with them. And then, you know, I made a bet with Amy on day one. I said, I'm going to get up and sing on stage with you. And she said, oh, really, are you? And she had no idea who I was. <laughs> but the second day, I was up on that stage singing with her. And, uh, and, then, and then to make such great friends with Muse, and they offered us their studio in Santa Monica this summer, which is where we wrote our whole new album. Um, so it's just really interesting to, to grow up listening to people that kind of get you into music and then eventually they become your peers to some extent. It's, um, life is fucking weird. Yeah, it's like those full circle moments. Um, I remember when we toured with Motorhead, uh, it was like the first time I ever really felt starstruck is when it was like first day of tour and, it was, and we were all like, Oh, I wonder if we're going to meet Lemmy, right? And we walk in this room, and it's probably as big as this room here. And he's standing all the way at the end by the door, and we could all just like feel his presence. We're like, holy shit, there he is. That's the guy. It's fucking Lemmy, dude. Yeah, and then he touched our bass player at the time on the back, and our bass player won 500 bucks at the casino, so... <laughs> Um, uh, same for me and my sisters we grew up uh, listening to Muse over and over we have seen their live shows plenty of times and actually getting to tour with them was insane insane my sisters still make fun of me of the face I made when I met Bat Matt Bellamy I just went like hi I'm Danny and they, they uh, tease me with that all the time uh, but it's an insane, an insane feeling, especially when you receive, you know, support from your your idols. We got to open uh, for them in our country, in Mexico, and I kid you not, I thought he was joking. At the end of the show in Mexico City, Matt comes over and he's like, "Hey, why don't you join us in our Europe run?" And I was like. <laughs> Sure, man. And I have no idea how he made it happen, but we 
did a nine stadium tour with Muse in Europe and we had never been over there being a a band from Mexico inspired by the this power trio and being a power trio ourselves it was definitely the most surreal moment I've ever lived in my life and I'm so thankful for them for their music and for the people that they are yes um for me I know a lot of people have mixed opinions but um so I remember I was I was young and the first uh record label that I was really um uh, aware of was Epitaph and now we're signed with Epitaph Records and the only reason I was familiar with Epitaph is because of a band uh called Escape the Fate which Ronnie Radge was in and I know a lot of people have mixed emotions about Ronnie but um about two months ago we were able to play with Falling in Reverse and a Chris Daughtry and uh, Chris Daughtry was one of the people, uh, his first album, you know, after he got done with um, uh, American Idol, you know, my dad bought me that CD. It was that in Lincoln Park. Um, but it was absolutely insane to, you know, finally meet, because that was the first song, like, in the genre, like, Escape the Fate, like, I, that was one of the first bands I heard. I was like, yo. So it was, it was really cool, you know, I was in the hallway and Ronnie came down and he just kind of, we made this weird eye contact and he just like, he kind of like scurried off, and uh, but during this, after we played our, our set, um, uh, he got up after Daughtry played, and we were watching from the side. And he took a moment while he was performing, and he looked at us and gave us, you know, a look and just cheered us on for a second. And it was really cool to be able to experience that, you know. Um, and then you know, there's people on the boat, you know, Day Seeker uh, before the, everything blew up with Sleep Theory. It's 2019. I was in my uh, two two-bedroom apartment cooking some chicken and uh, I had uh, Spotify on it Dayseeker as uh, drunk came on and I was like what is this it's like what is this going on and um, it's just really cool you know and now we're out here in the casino me and Roy are just talking I'm like man what the heck is going on it's really cool but uh, yeah that's that's it um I had the opportunity to open for Corey Taylor in the fall of last year, so that was exciting for me because Slipknot, I fucking love Slipknot. I mean, they're like the performers' performers. They're absolutely wild. Um, and the crazier it gets, the more I like it. So I was terrified to meet him, um, but he was very, very genuine and kind and down to earth. And I sort of walked by his green room one day and he was like, hey, come on in. What's up? And... I was like, uh, nothing. I don't know what I'm doing here. Someone told me I can be here. And he was just like, I've been a, I've been a big fan of your music for the last two years. Like this, that's ridiculous. Like you absolutely deserve to be here. And I made a super inappropriate joke and he fucking loved it. And then we've been friends ever since. So, um, yeah, it was surreal, but it also, I feel like the higher up you go or the, the cooler band or the cooler people that you meet, they tend to be the most down to earth and chill and real ass people. So it feels good to, to know that through the journey. Hey guys, we have one last person I would like to say something to you guys. This is uh, Alan, Alan Canning, the uh, promoter for Astro. Don't ruin my whole intro. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Captain. Uh, hi, Alan Canning. I'm from Tennessee. Uh, this is my 14th shiprock. 
And uh, I just wanted to stop and, and thank all of you guys for being on the ship this year. I know Brandon's been with us before, but all the rest of you are, are noobs and will be survivors tomorrow. And uh, I wanted to thank you for recognizing our community of, of people because they're, they are the most passionate music fans that are out there, loyal to the core, and have developed an incredible family um, which have, have, provides mutual respect uh, with the artists. And I think that's one of the things that makes this work. So thank all of you. And uh, we'd love to have all of you back on Chip Rock someday if you'll come and do it again. And the last thing I'll say is, Jesse, whenever you're ready to be in the stowaways and do Pat Benatar, we'd love to have you. You know what? I will do a stowaway. Let me know. I will come back as a stowaway. I'll DJ. I'll come back just alone. Yeah. Hey, guys. We want to thank you all for being here. We obviously want to thank Jesse, Johnny, Brandon, Danny, Colin, and Luna for taking part of this. We appreciate your time. And uh, I hope you guys got some great stories out of them. Enjoy, Great enjoy the rest. Enjoy the rest of your evening, guys. Take care. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.